Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 46, and I'm Brendan. And I'm Jared. And joining here is my guy, my housemate, Peter. Peter Schwartz, fellow Giants fan. Welcome. What's up, everybody? I'm just here for hot takes. You heard it last time. Yeah, Let's he's running back. He's been on the podcast before. He's known for uh, saying Mike Tomlin's a bad coach, <laughs> and um, he filled in once for like a little, like half episode for Thursday night game. But he is here. Figure Giants are two and zero. Let's bring on two Giants fans on the podcast. But we have a lot of talk about today. The Jets with the incredible comeback win against the Browns, Giants, Panthers, and just another weird week in the NFL. Another low key. Another week in the NFL. So let's start off talking about the New York Jets, my New York Jets, getting it done, winning a very close game out in Cleveland. Just let's start off. I mean, I remember, Jared, on the last podcast, I said that the New York Jets have to go out there and feed Garrett Wilson. What did Mike LaFleur did? He went out there and fed Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson had a great rookie performance, got his first touchdown, two touchdowns, including a game-winning touchdown. Over 100 yards and just eight receptions. This man is elite. I think he's a real deal. I really like him. His ability to go and get the ball, get open. He's looking like our wide receiver one. And Joe Flacco was balling. I mean, he had over 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He got the job done. I loved what I was seeing. Brees Hall got his first touchdown as well, passing uh, touchdown. And Michael Carter looked good as well in the mix. And Let's just talk about the obvious. I mean, coming back from being down 13 points in under two mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. left. I mean, the Cleveland Browns had a 99.9% win percentage, probable win percentage to win. The New York Jets do the improbable. We get the win on the road, only a 0.1% chance estimated. And what do we have to do to do that? Obviously, Joe Flacco got the wide open touchdown, 60 plus touchdown to Corey Davis in a burnt coverage play on Denzel Ward. He was just caught sleeping in the backfield and Corey Mm -hmm. Davis was able to get around him, shuffle around him and find the opening wide open touchdown. And what do we have to do after that? We had to get an onside kick. So the New York jets bring out Braden Mann, a player that was not, that was very skeptical amongst the past couple of weeks, him botching his punts and he had a horrendous punt. So for him to get out there called out there in a crucial game time situation to execute ridiculous and then obviously hardy gets the reflection it ricochets off of the brown special teamer the new york jets are amped the sideline is going crazy and we're in a position now to go down the field and it seemed like the browns defense was just lifeless i mean Mm -hmm. i think we knew at that moment the new york jets were going to get the first win the season and not to mention it was the first time that the new york jets have won in september since sam darnold's monday night game against the lines his nfl debut it's been a great start it's been four years since the new york jets have gone out there and won or three years about gone out there and won in september so my boys get it done garrett wilson gets the touchdown i saw him chirping uh, a browns fan i'm pretty sure he said fuck you to a browns fan and i love it because screw the browns man in the dog in the the dog pound and we all know that garrett wilson played for ohio state so we all know Mm. that he 
the, the, the fans out there, they loved him. And now his family's became, probably out there, man. When a hero becomes a villain and I'm ecstatic, the New York Jets get the job done. Boys, what's your thoughts? Tell me right now. I mean, first off, props to the Jets for winning a game in September. I mean, that deserves a round of applause on it. So, good job. Nah, but, but for real, the comeback was insane. I mean, look, Flacco, 300 yards. He's amongst the league leaders in passing yards. And Salah, he said, keep, you know, keep he's keeping those receipts. And look what they did. They pull off something that really I don't think ever has been done before. It was like one, they're like the first win out of like 2000 whatever I yeah, saw the first, Twitter yeah it was the first comeback two minute comeback on about two scores since i think 2001 so it's been yeah, so, it's been yeah. 21 years since anything like that this did has happened is your 2022 jets which is you know insane uh the offense clicked i think you know week one we said that it was execution the jets were missing and this week you know they executed early you know they stayed in the game and they capitalize on the Browns' mistakes, which you got to do, especially to the team like the Browns. The Browns are going to Browns. So it's just, I mean, it was great to see. You know, Brees Hall outplayed uh, Michael Carter this game. And we talked about that a lot last week, too, how we know Michael Carter was getting more reps. And uh, Garrett Wilson, you said last week, Garrett Wilson, we need to see more of him. And what do they do? They throw in the ball eight times. 102 yards now he's getting comparisons to jefferson jamar chase already and you know what i i'm not buying that kool-aid yet you know i'm, I'm letting it i'm letting it you know develop more it's been one game it's with joe Flacco, who's not going to be a starting quarterback for the you know foreseeable future but i still think oh, oh you, hey, think, you know flacco keeps winning you know i mean it did say flacco, flacco starting winning. sunday if zach sure. if zach's 110 healthy there's no conversation i don't care if he goes out and throws six touchdowns Zach will be at the helm. He's our second overall pick. That's fair. That's fair. So Garrett Wilson, great job. Um, but we got to chill a little bit on the on the comparisons for now. Peter. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, every time anyone has a big game, they're like, oh, they're the next, this guy, that guy, next Megatron. You know, you got to, I honestly, I like, I watched the game earlier today, rewatched it. And I was like, you know what? Gary Wilson looked pretty good. He, he did all that work also without a single catch in the first quarter. So that's pretty impressive on its own. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. You just got to give him some time. Give him like two more, two, three games. If he keeps popping off, then sure, let's get into that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase territory. I agree with you guys. I mean, he goes out there, gets his first 100-plus game. We got to chill with these comparisons. We got to keep a level-headed mindset and move. One thing I just want to bring to the table that I never talked about and then we're going to hand over the mic to Jared as he talks about his Giants and in their win in the past week. Talking about Garrett Wilson, he dropped a crucial third down pass when the Jets were trailing and his ability to bounce back from that drop. Now, Garrett Wilson is not notoriously known for his drops. He gets balls. I mean, he was doing a great job with his receptions out in Ohio State. So we know that scouts know that very well. But for him to have that crucial drop that really harmed the Jets, and for him to go out there and get the game-winning touchdown after that really shows his mental toughness, in my opinion. And for a rookie, I mean, this is his second NFL game. For him to go out there and play better than a Corey Davis, for him to go out there and play better than Elijah Moore, for him to demand the offense, to find the openings, to be reliable, and to get the job done gives me a lot of hope. But I do agree with you guys. I think we need to chill out. You know, he had one great game, and if he keeps – to put up those stats, then maybe we can have that argument. I also want to give props to the Jets of the line. I mean, you know, Miles Garrett only one sack, Davion Clowney only one sack, 
Uh, this is the Jets team of last year and the years prior O-line. You know, Garrett's having a monster game. So it was a great job. And Flacco, no interceptions this time. They didn't turn the ball over. And that's just execution. And the Jets keep executing. They're going to make teams more competitive. Um, there's, you know, I wouldn't – I'm not saying the Jets are going to be a, a great team this year. They beat the Browns in a, t- in a really good game. Um, but just, you know, kudos for them to putting it all together last week. I, uh, I got a question for you guys. Yep. Uh, about This is about the Browns' defense. Yep. Are they as good as people – expect no, them to be no not after this week i think they're swiss cheese personally i mean yeah the way that mike lafour was able to just get people open move the sticks down listen if you blow a 13 point lead when you're sitting comfortably then you got serious questions like mm-hmm. serious questions take yeah. us what boys i already sprinkled some money on the Steelers money line this Thursday. And also I bet on the jets too. I knew Flacco was going to beat the Browns. I bet on the jets. I bet on the bills spread and they blew them out of the water. So I took all my earnings and I put it on the Steelers money line in Cleveland. Wow. You know, the Browns for me heading to the, into the season, you would think with Deshaun Watson, they're guaranteed a playoff spot or at least like uh, one of the top teams in the AFC. Without Deshaun, with Jacoby, you know, they, they're a bit of a question mark. And that's showed this in the first two weeks of the season. They barely – they squeezed the victory out of the Baker Mayfield-led Panthers, and we saw how they played it against the Giants this week. And now, giving up that game to the Jets, basically, you know, I kind of – I think, you know, they have big names. They have Garrett. They have Denzel Ward. But, you know, low-key, the Steelers' defense is probably better. Minka Fitzpatrick and all those those guys there. So, and even, you know, that the Ravens also blew their game as well. I was going to say their defense could be better, but, you know, the Browns, if their, de- their defense is going to have to carry them because, you know, and Chubb, Chubb and the defense are going to have to carry them because of, you know, their quarterback situation. And it's not, I mean, I'm worried for as a Brown fan. I'm also hearing that Garrett, or I'm sorry, uh, Miles Garrett, I'm hearing that he's not going to play on Thursday. That's what I heard. I think he's still banged up, and that is a game changer. I mean, obviously, the Steelers lost T.J. Watt, which is huge. But, I mean, I like the Steelers. I mean, I like the history of Mike Tomlin. I like how the historical aspect of the Steelers going up against the Browns. I like the flexibility at the receiver position. And and that's that. But, listen, I want to hear about them Giants. You guys got the win. You guys are 2-0. and Jared, take it away. All right, so the New York Giants – uh, we come out. It was basically the Graham Gano game for a while there. Yeah. Man went out and put on a clinic for kicking. He got four, made four out of his four attempts field goals, as long as it was 56. And he contributed to 13 points for the team. So uh, props to Graham Gano, Money Gano. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley, um, everyone cut a huge game out of him. Wasn't that big of a game from him. He still has 72 yards. Very great. Very good. But, you know, the scoring wasn't there. And it wasn't really him that uh, took over this game. It was mostly just the variety of receivers that Dable had out there, the, you know, the personnel. We had three, four, five, six, seven different players uh, receive a ball. And um, we didn't – and Kenny Galladay wasn't even one of them, which is, you know, crazy to think at the start of the – the season sorry when we got in free agency um the panthers 
looked pretty pretty bad. Um, Baker Mayfield, four, 14 for 29, 145 yards. Um, we limit McCaffrey to 100, uh, to no touchdowns. 102 yards, though, but uh, that was only one of a big chunk of a 40-yard run. Yeah, there. Half, half those yards came on one carry that he just broke like three tackles on and then took it for 49 yards. So, yeah, I don't know if it's the Giants' defense or it's not the Giants' defense because – it's just the lack of execution on the Panthers in, the, in this game. They had to settle for a lot of uh, vehicles as well. Uh, the, their kicker, Eddie Pinero, Mr. Goggles himself, went three for three. And uh, Baker threw a touchdown himself. It was really just the game plan, the scheming. And we squeezed out another victory, another close uh, game. And I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. Peter? I'm, uh, I'm less optimistic. I feel like. The Panthers game got very lucky. Uh, we had a, we had a, two opportunities very very early. Um, There's a to muff, just blow uh, the game yeah. away. A couple fumbles by the yeah. Panthers. The fumbles on their first first time touching the ball on the opening kickoff. Do nothing. Field goal. Get a fumble on their first full drive. Take it like twenty yards. Field goal. Like that that game should have been done in a way five minutes into it. Fourteen nothing. Close mm-hmm. the book. But now we, the offense, let the Panthers hang around. They, I think they had a lead at some point. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's also sloppy, just a lot of penalties. A lot of, I mean, look, it's a Giants Panthers game, and it's the home opener. The, the fans were into it, but a win is a win, in my in my opinion. You know, and look, the Panthers, they have we know they have a bad coach. Um, they're zero and two. Yeah, Matt Rule is not. Matt Rule does not rule. Um. And I'm just I'm just giving props to the new coach and new personnel, the culture. Saquon was just saying it himself, the culture is different here. That's why we're able to finish games. And Daniel Jones, I feel like they're utilizing him well. 22 for 34, 176 yards. He's not putting up you know big game numbers, um, but he's doing what he needs to do to win a game. And no turnovers for him was a promising sign as well. And then as a, as you know, outside looking in, what do you think about these Giants? Outside looking in, obviously, you want to see a win on Sundays. Clearly, you guys talked about the narratives in the games. There was a lot of penalties. It was a little bit sloppy. The defense popped out on both sides. I saw a lot of punts. So, I mean, there was a lot of field goals, too. Not that much touchdowns. So, the defense was really kind of anchoring for both teams. Uh, clearly, Baker Mayfield was, wasn't was playing at his best. Uh, but ultimately, we got to just be excited for a win. I don't think the Giants team – has the power to go out there and beat top 10 teams, maybe even middle of the pack teams. Um, we saw them beat Tennessee, but honestly, I think Tennessee's got a lot of questions, especially yeah, coming yeah. off of what's going on with Buffalo. They don't look like the same team. Their defense, it, they just don't look like the same Tennessee Titans that they have. I mean, they mm-hmm. lost Julio. I know that Julio obviously isn't as he's not in his prime, but that's another body that's taken away from him. I digress. Let's go back to the Giants for a second. Getting that win. I think is huge. Uh, it could have been, it could have went both ways. We both know that. Um, getting that last minute field goal, solidifying that, making sure that there was no errors on the special team side of the ball is also huge as well because that game was heavily reliant on the special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for them to go out there and nail those field goals, great, great to see that because there's going to be moments where Danny Dimes is not going to be slinging the rock to win a game and, you know, they're going to need special teams to pop off. So, I think I'm, great. I'm glad he hasn't been put in that position yet. 
I mean, with his legs, he's, you know, he's converted a couple of big third downs, but hasn't really shown with the arm yet, you know, like on a big third and seven and third and 10 in the fourth quarter. And I think yeah. Dable is playing smart ball with Jones. He's not out here trying to make him pop off. He's not designing plays like how he did with Allen. He's using it correctly. Like he's playing serviceable football that he can command for this offense. And it's smart. I mean, we all know that he doesn't have top 10 arm talent in the league. We all know that he isn't the most versatile player. We know that, like, we all know that. We all know that his raw athletic abilities isn't going to win games. But, but, you know, to put him in a situation to help him to win games is exactly what you guys have to do, and you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I also, I like how at least once a game, Shepard's getting, like, a big shot. Trying to get a big touchdown. Dan Jones just overthrew him by like three yards. It would have been another 75-yard touchdown for Shep. Tony also wide open, like 25 yards down the field, made some nice moves, but, you know, another holding call, dragging us back 40 yards from where we could have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about the receiving for the Giants. I mean, Abel said, we're going to – it doesn't matter if you were, you know, had the highest contract on the team or, you know, you're just picked up from the practice squad. If you could help the team, they're going to play. And that's why we saw Sterling Shepard's receiver one. We saw Richie, Richie James, who I said, you know, no disrespect last week, but I didn't know he were to the beginning of to the first game, five receptions, 51 yards. We saw David Sills get a lot of action, three receptions, 37 yards, and the touchdown from Daniel Bellinger. I mean, what is a great scheme drawn up by the offense to get him uh you motioned out of the backfield and it was a nice dot a nice stretch to get across the goal line for the alone uh, our lone touchdown of the game so um i'm concerned about kenny galladay and this giants um i feel like a breakup i don't know what's going to happen with them but it's just it's a, it's a lot of money at stake and I'm not seeing it used on the field. No, and that's obviously part of because he was one of those guys that, oh, he gets his bag, doesn't care anymore, doesn't try. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And you got to remember the Joe Schoen and Dable, that's not, they didn't sign Gallaudet. No, they didn't. Nope. They didn't you know, that's a Joe Judge uh, signings. And um, who was our previous GM? Oh, the Gettleman. Yeah. So I heard that they're looking, they're calling Dable's FaceTiming wide receivers I saw it's available fans are clamoring at an Odell Beckham Jr. reunion <laughs> which you know which would be fun it would be great it'll be fun as a fan but I don't know if it's the smartest uh football decision we have a lot of, we, I would love to see Tony get more snaps and that's just taken away his ability to grow as a receiver um but we've got the Cowboys we've got the Cowboys this Monday night coming up and they beat the Bengals they got uh no Dak but they beat the Bengals. So I feel like the Giants have a, have a shot again. It's a division game. You know, I feel like anything could happen in division game. And the Cowboys, they still don't look like a good team, even though they played, they beat the Bengals. They still don't look like a great team. Um, and, you know, we, we, we know how to win this season. So I can see us going three and out next Monday. I was just going to say, you brought up Kadarius Tony. What's going on with him? Two receptions, no yards. We were talking last week that he needs more looks. He needs more touches. What's going on as a Giants fan? You guys worried? Do you? Why do you think he's not getting that attention? Um, I'm not worried at all. I think it's partly because he's still 
recuperating from that ankle injury last year. Um, and also uh, part of that was he wasn't really active in preseason and he would like told the coaches like, Hey, like I want to, I want to rest this preseason. I don't really want to play that much. I think that kind of rubbed them off the wrong way. Um, it rubbed off on them the wrong way. Yeah. Um, Tony, I mean, he's, I think he's kind of played deep more decoy in place this, uh, this season so far, um, either if it's throwing the ball as a quarterback or just motioning on the, on the field, because if you're a deep defender, you're going to focus on Tony and because of what he could do on the field. So like Peter said, he's nursing his injury. He's taking it slow. I think the Giants don't want to rush him out right away because, you know, they've, they've had success with other guys. Um, but as soon as, you know, Kadarius and the coaching staff declares him 100%, I could see him uh, becoming the number two receiver because I think Jones loves Shepard. Um, I can see him becoming the number two to test the number one receiver eventually. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, especially when you look at like Tony's touches, like the way he's getting them, it's not just, oh, he's running this random route and he gets the ball. It's, oh, he's in motion, snap, flick it to him. Yeah. He's in motion, snap, hand it so off. So that's a lot of movement for someone near some yeah. injuries. So, I mean, he's, he, they want it to be a focal point. Yeah. They, I think the eventual plan is to have that three headed monster, Jones, Barkley, and Tony just running all over the field at some point. And you know what? I could even see them you know, turning him into a Debo type of player because of the way he could juke and stuff. Oh, yeah. Which would be really special for the Giants to have. So would you rather, we're going to do would you rather with Daniel Jones. I'm going to give you some mm. quarterbacks and we're going to start. Uh, Peter, I'm going to go to you first. All right. Would you, would you rather Daniel Jones or Jameis Winston? Ooh, Ooh, that is a good one. That's a um, tough one. I gotta go. I gotta go. Jameis post LASIK, pre LASIK. I know Danny jo- Danny times, but post LASIK, post LASIK. Gotta go, Jameis. Jameis isn't afraid to throw the deep ball. That's true. That's right. right. Jared, Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz? Mm, I think you gotta go. Gotta go Wentz. I mean, the Commanders they lost last week. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, they lost. Commanders, I don't remember. Commanders land. They lost but, to the Lions. Yeah. They got, yeah, they yeah, got yeah, smoked, yeah. or they, not really yeah, smoked, but not smoked. But the Lions outplayed them. But Wentz has put up great numbers. Um, look, last year Carson Wentz, I might have said Daniel Jones. Um, like you know, Peter was saying, but this this year Carson Wentz looks like he commands his offense. And again, it's that deep ball. The Jones is hesitant. Not that he's hesitant. Like he he could throw the ball deep. We've seen it a couple of times. He just always underthrown or overthrown it's not a consistent like justin herbert deep ball i would say so i would go i would go with ones i think once it would make the giants team better i'll do one more i'm just gonna i'm double checking to see if this is the right one with what i want to go with one second all good all right well we said it before daniel jones or ryan tannehill Mm, probably tannehill Really? Yeah. I'm thinking Jones now. Ooh. Like you seen you seen Tannehill play this year? When I saw this meme, if you know, Ryan Tannehill looks like shit if Derrick Henry doesn't go off and score like that's true. Yeah. So I mean, look, if he's getting if you compare Derrick Henry to Barkley, and you know that if you swap them, I think Jones would make 
a team better than the Titans, I think. And any any quarterback is going to look good with Henry. On their I, no, but I'm saying if you put Daniel Jones on Titans on the Titans, they would probably, I think they would they would have a good shot of winning better with Tannehill. And you know, Tannehill not, would make less mistakes. Tannehill would Danny make less mistakes. Fumble, throw like nine interceptions. Nine interceptions. <laughs> He's not the. Those days are over. Those are a lot of drop balls. All right. He had two picks against the Bills, Tannehill. All right. That's also the Bills defense, buddy. That's like, that's gonna, that's probably going to be the best defense of the 2020s. Best defense of the 20s. Yeah. yeah I'm calling that now, by the way. Put right. that in early. But no, no. He he lost. Jones beat Tannehill. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Jones. I, I didn't beat Tannehill. We won on a missed kick. <laughs> It's still a win in the book. It's not beating. Right. I knew Randy losing. Bullock was going to miss that. I knew. I, yeah, so I far, like everyone did. So far, especially I've after like, that week one. Those yeah, week, dude. Those, the one one p.m. slot games. No kicker was making anything after that. All right. Dude. So <laughs> now, Peter. So you would, if let's say the Giants traded Tannehill for Daniel Jones, would you be happy with that trade? No, because he has a massive contract. Okay, take the money. <laughs> take the money aside. Money aside. Talent, you know. Yeah, I think I'd take it. Take it. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it. I, Tannehill this seems washed to me, and he only had those. I mean, Jones hasn't really proven much either, but he's not washed yet. He's just. He's just. A, they're both bums, I would say, right? Now. Yeah, I mean, they're both not great. Tannehill's taking his team to the postseason. That he, is true. He has he has experience well, in the postseason, especially without Henry too. They they were the AFC champs last year. With yeah, him. and what they do with that, they lost. Yeah, they still made it. Yeah, but. <laughs> No one's ever been to the playoffs before, and will he ever make the playoffs? As a backup, sure. Yeah, he, he could, <laughs> I, I could see Jones take – after this season, Jones is going to take on that uh, Mariota route, eventually start – He'll be like uh, the backup for the Chiefs or some shit. Just – you'll yeah. see. That's, We're going to ring. That'll be random. That'll be random as shit. Jones in a Chiefs uniform. We're going to ring on some – on like a practice squad somewhere. That would be hilarious. So what are you guys thinking? Like, do you want the tank? Do you want the wins? What, like, how do we feel right now? You're not a true fan if you want the team to tank. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're appreciating the wins. Uh, we're having fun on Sunday, NFL Sundays, and next week's gonna be Monday. But at this point, you just gotta hope for wins. Thank um, you. If this was this like has the been the, the NY Fly Zone and, podcast. Like, you know, we drop every Wednesday like on Spotify ago, and Apple Music. Uh, Follow us guys. on Instagram at NY Fly Zone. You guys won that game. Might have been a you know a good move to. To take, I'd rather have Wilson than Lawrence. I don't know what you think, but wait, you, you know, said this... you said you would rather have Wilson than Lawrence. Oh yeah, like right now, right now, one hundred percent. Yeah, Pierre thinks go. Lawrence. Pierre thinks Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence he was washed. He thinks he's not. I said good. that when he got drafted. Go. Too. Peter, yeah. what do you think about Mister Zach Wilson? <laughs> uh, I don't want to say anything too much because he might, you know. Yeah, he's either up. Johnny he Manziel. Either Johnny Manziel or Josh Allen. He could either be. I'm like I'm just saying. Like his his he won't be his Allen. his ceiling and his floor. In my opinion, I'm yeah. Is is Johnny Manziel or Josh Allen? We don't know what could happen. He could go out there and light the shit up, or he could suck. I and that's coming from a Jets fan, you know. So it's interesting. But what do you think? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to tell just because he hasn't been on the field a lot, and end of the day, it's still the Jets. But there's a lot of improvement. We got to see how he comes back from the uh, the little stint he's on right now, but little stint yeah. in the IR. It was crazy. I I remember when we recorded our podcast last season, leading up to or two seasons ago, leading up to the draft. All the talk was 
on Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields, and Max Jones. And, you know, as a regard, it's a really good quarterback class. And I would say only Mac Jones was impressive last season because the Patriots won a couple games. And not, I mean, Justin Fields hasn't really been that impressive. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been impressive at all either. So it's kind of funny how looking back now, it's this great quarterback class. You not know, so great. Not so and great yet. Trey Lance is out for the year. And yeah. Trey Lance is out for the year. I mean, and he had a sit. He got a he, shot. He had to sit in the corner too last season too. You know, I mean, if Jimmy G goes on a run again, you can't. I mean, can you go back to Trey Lance? I've always said again. I've always said that the Niners should have just kept Jimmy G. I've always said that. I personally believe if you're not going to crack a Zach Wilson or a Trevor Lawrence and you're going to settle for the third best and give away your whole future when you have a quarterback that goes out there and was in a Super Bowl and was playing a boxing match against Patrick Mahomes, if Richard Sherman didn't blow coverage, they could have won that game. This guy is going out there and he's bringing them to the Super Bowl. Yes, have we seen his potential? Of course, but you're going to pass on someone that's going to bring you to over 500 every single year for a question mark now liability of injuries. I mean, just think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the draft is a is you know sometimes it's a crapshoot. I mean, I look over the NFL draft like of recent years, and there's some no name guys taken in the first round sometimes, you know. But I, I saw I saw a crazy crazy tweet that said how the Jets turned the Sam Darnold trades and Jamal Adams trade into Garrett Wilson. Uh, AVT, AVT, and um, someone else, someone else you got. Oh, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Yep. So, so I mean, that's just that's just that's smart uh, trades right there. We flipped Sam Darnold for a second, a fourth, and a six. Sam freaking Darnold. He's not yeah. even starting on the Panthers. Come on, clap <laughs> it up for Joe Douglas. And listen, if <laughs> if if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, I still want Joe Douglas to be my general manager because listen, yes, would that suck? It doesn't work out. We wasted a second overall pick, but we all know how hard it is to get your franchise quarterback. We all know that it's hit or mm-hmm. miss. And, and you can't blame him for taking Zach Wilson number two overall either. Anyone else would have done it. Anyone would have done it. So I love what Joe Douglas is doing. I love, especially from a trade perspective, I know his first ever draft class with, uh, with Denzel Mims and with uh, Becton wasn't, was a little suspect. But listen, I mean, I like what I'm seeing from J.D., Coach Hall is bringing the receipts. Hopefully he can extend the receipt, make it like a page longer when we play the Bengals, the 0-2 Bengals, and hopefully the Giants get it done on Monday night. Uh, so I was wondering, the Jets are playing the Bengals next week? Correct. They're playing the entire AFC North in the first four games this season. Joe Flacco wow. revenge tour. I mean, look, the Bengals, are they on a Super Bowl hangover? Um. I would say partially it's mostly just their offensive line sucks. I mean, Joe Burrow, I think he got sacked seven times week one. I didn't look at the numbers for this week, but I'm sure it's way up there. You, you're not going to go out there and win games. You get sacked seven times a game. Joe Burrow is probably one of the few quarterbacks that can pull it off, but that life it. will be packed. There was 78,000 fans in attendance for the game opener against the Ravens, and we lost that game. We're coming off a miraculous win against the Browns. MetLife will be packed. We will be there. Get ready, Joe Burrow. I'm not trying to poke the bear because I know you're freaking nice with it, but get ready. (laughs) We beat you last year with the third-string quarterback, okay? We're coming out here. 
with Joe Burrow. He's, or I'm sorry, with Joe Flacco, the two Joes, Joe Cool, the Joes. Are clashing. I'm excited. Can't wait. J E T S, Jets, 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 nah, baby. This is big. Is Sauce going to be back next week? I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, and Sauce you want is playing. Him to be back. Sauce, if, he needs to lock up Jamar. We need to see him exactly. play Jamar. We need to see it. He better Sauce be ready. Is, I think Sauce is one of the best corners in the league. He shut down everyone in the preseason. He I got the money. Receipt. I got money on Literally him winning D-Roy. Stop. I, I put, I put, uh, let me, hold on. How much did I put on him? I got to pull up the fan duel to get the receipts. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was, uh, how much did I do? 45, 45 to win 585. 45. To win confidence. 585. Uh, and then also I did, uh, what else did I do? Uh, oh, 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 I put mad money on Brees Hall. I put mad money on Brees Hall to, to take home 585. I think I did like 60 to take home 585 on Brees Hall. And, right, that's uh, a bad bet. Yeah, that's suspect with your O-line. Just wait. Just wait. He already got his I'll, first I'll touchdown. We're it, already bro. transitioning him as the RB1. Just wait. Just wait. And I don't know who else he's going up against. A Kenny Pickett, a guy that literally didn't even get a snap yet in the NFL. Time's ticking. The only people that I'm worried about is Mr. Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I probably should have put money on Garrett Wilson, but that's what I got. Hmm. Crazy week in football. Uh, how about those Dolphins? You like Tua? You well, like Tua I'll tell you what I like. I like Jalen Waddle. I have him in fantasy, and he's just blowing shit up. And uh, he's the boy. I mean, listen, Tua's getting the job done. He's got lethal. Listen, I'm going to say it right now. He's got the best wide receiver room in the NFL, Reek and no Waddle. Doubt. That is disgusting. Yeah. That is Reek disgusting. It's a great duo. I mean, if, if you're counting tight ends as a duo, you know, with that versus receiving core, Kelsey and Tyreek last year, Tyreek is just putting in. Tyreek's a freak of nature, he's, man. Do you see that? You saw him take that interception away from someone the other day. Too. Yeah. And so, he put up numbers for me, too. I have him in two of my leagues, Tyreek. So is this a fantasy Dolphins team? Like, is this reality? Is it going to go in the postseason? Is it hype? What's going on here? I think fantasy-wise, the only player you can trust for the Dolphins is Reek. Uh, he's, he's got, what, 22 catches in two games? Yeah. Oh, and Waddle, dude. Waddle's going to go nuts. Waddle did great last year. He has that connection with Tua. They're just – um, you know, their running game isn't the best. Um, and Tua, Tua only improved this game, really. Like, honestly, that's the only game that people are starting to turn their head around to Tua. I did see a thing, though, that said if you know, Justin Herbert put up that type of game, people would be saying put him in the Hall of Fame already. But well, that's because he also has that, the most 300-yard games in two seasons. Yeah, so – the Dolphins, they they're definitely playing for a playoff spot now. Um, I feel like they're a contender for the playoffs, but nothing, nothing. They're not better than the Bills, that's for sure. And and they have to play mm-hmm. them twice in a year. So I'll put this in stone right now. Bills are winning the Super Bowl. Bills no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. They hold manhandled the Rams. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Manhandled the Rams. We might have to extend the Zoom call because I kind of want to talk about what Peter's saying. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Tom Brady's won the Super Bowl this year. I don't care what anyone else says. Listen to me. Listen to me. He is beating the Buffalo Bills. The NFL needs it for a money standpoint. He's divorcing his wife. He's the boogeyman. He's going to come out and win. He he wants to hoist that eighth Lombardi more than ever now. And not to mention, he's going to cruise his way in through the NFC. All right? It's a joke. If the Bills can stay healthy... All right, obviously they're better on paper. They're the best team on paper. But do you really think the Buffalo Bills are going to get their first Super Bowl win on 
Tom Brady. That's a Cinderella story. I don't believe it. He's 70% in Super Bowls. Seven would, out of 10. He's going to get the calls. Nah, he's going to know nah. what to do. He game manages. He doesn't turn the ball over in crucial moments. I already, and not to mention, I already put money on that. I put money on. Right, I put that's money. Yeah, that's why you're arguing. You're putting money. <laughs> I put money on Tom Brady to nah, beat Alan, the Buffalo Alan's Bills. going to retire, Brady. Alan's going to be like, all right, you had your shot, old man. That's the Bills are going to ride those mafia. Josh Allen threw for 300 yards in like a quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bucks I on top of the Bills. All right, the Bucks barely beat the Saints. I don't know. Playoff Brady is a different Brady, and he taught me that last year or the year prior. My fault yeah. against against the Chiefs, like just how it works. Like Chiefs had a whole piss poor defense that year. And O line, that's super. Yeah, that O line went down off. in the playoffs. I went down the playoffs. Thank you guys for listening to episode 46 of the NY Fly Zone podcast. Shout out Peter for popping out. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Make sure to subscribe, listen to the podcast, share it with your friends, and peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NYFlyZone.